The Fake Show podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Tone Factory recording studios in Las Vegas, the Craft House Brewery, Moonshot.com, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his body chemistry. And now when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. The creature is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative reporter. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's The Fake Show with Jim Toffey. That is the opening title from TV's The Incredible Hulk, starring Bill Bixby and my next guest, Lou Ferrigno, who has done a ton of great work, including The King of Queens and now a Game of Thrones parody. I've got Lou Ferrigno on the line right now in Los Angeles. Lou, how are you, sir? Wonderful. How are you today? Fantastic. Thank you. And, and first of all, you are in this Purge of Kingdoms, the unauthorized Game of Thrones parody. It looks hysterical. You must have really enjoyed it. Oh, I did because they were filming England at the Lake Castle. So we tried to recreate a lot of the uh, scenes in a, in a very spoopy way. I enjoyed playing the role of Ned because I thought it was hysterical, especially uh, making all the characters uh portrayed in a a comedian way. Yeah, it's obvious that the producers were big fans of Game of Thrones because you really looked like you got it right. Yeah, the director, you know, he directed me before a movie called Instant Death with a British film, so he brought me on this project. I was very happy to be part of it because uh, we had some great actors like Angus McFadden from uh, from, uh, Braveheart, and that he gave a wonderful uh, twist to the character, so it's just very funny because uh, it's nice to see a funny version because uh, most people like comedy comedy especially today when we're going through people who want to be entertained yeah and i'm wondering have you heard from any of the uh, the very rabid game of thrones fans Oh, sure, they will follow this because, uh, you know, Game of Thrones being the most successful TV series in history now came to an end. That's why something like this would be uh, to show the characters in a different light. So that's why when I see it myself, it's very funny. I have a lot of fun doing it because sometimes you couldn't have laughing between scenes because it's hysterical. <laughs> you know, you do a lot of these uh, fan conventions, of course. I- I'm assuming that connecting with the fans is something that you really love doing. Well, well Comic-Cons now became a huge pop culture because they bring a lot of great actors and especially when down the Hulk. I have a whole history of 40 years, you know, with these uh, different comic characters. And fans get excited because of my physicality. They come to the booth, they take pictures. And especially three three decades of fan, especially uh, when it comes to the Hulk, it's, it's the biggest and most beloved uh, comic character in the world. So it's nice to see fans from all over the world. I remember you saying in an interview once that it was only the parents of the kids who watched the Hulk that didn't like the character because they were breaking up furniture and at home. Well, a lot of the mothers hated me because uh, the parents <laughs> the mothers, they told me they were little that that they were try to imitate the Hulk, you know, punching holes for the wall with the green <laughs> and, and But then, you know, kids love the show, so we're talking about three decades of fame. I love hearing these stories because it really affects their life. Yeah, I mean, you are considered a Marvel legend for your role as the Hulk. Can you believe how huge this Marvel universe has gotten the last few decades? Well, I had no idea because when women you feel great is that we have all these great actors, they want to be part of the, of the invention. But again, remember, it all goes back to the original Hulk because the show wasn't successful. I would think they would have gone this far today because, you know, you got the characters like Thor, you got the but they were my show. So now you see Thor, like Chris Hemsworth, and they, uh, 
Was The Incredible Hulk the first TV show that you did? Yeah. At the time, Captain America Spider-Man failed. The very first film I did was Popping Iron for Schwarzenegger. But then right after that, I, I began doing the Hulk series. Speaking of Arnold, did you beat him out for the role of The Incredible Hulk? Yes, they chose me because I was more bigger and I fit the part. And uh, so I was the perfect choice to play the Hulk. And, I, and that's why uh, I made that choice at the time, I believe. And by the way, Lou, everybody talks about how great it was, no matter what series that he was doing, but how great it was to work with Bill Bixby. Oh, Bill was the best. I mean, he was a great actor, producer, director. There's no one like him. And uh, I think when he, the way he portrayed David Banner, nobody could just uh, compete with him. He was the best with the intensity about him. And it was magic because... The two of us together, it was the perfect time. It can never be duplicated because Bill was so beloved by many children, and especially people respected his integrity. I'm assuming that you became pretty good friends with the makeup artists on the Hulk because you must have spent a lot of hours in the chair. Oh, sure. For many, many hours. I spent more time in the makeup artist than with my wife and my family because yeah. my family just filmed me 80 hours a week. So. We had a lot of good laughs, and uh, I was very happy to have a good pickup person. His name was Norman Leppard, and uh, we traveled together, and I enjoyed being with him. How did the role of uh, King of Queens come to you? How did that happen for you? Well, I did a movie with Rod in Dangerfield, Tom Delaware, and one night the producer saw the film, they said, why not have Lou come one time as a neighbor on the shelves? Ever since I did that one episode, it became a recurring role because people just loved it because I blended in with those actors like everyday life. Everybody's making fun of themselves, so it was a great series. And working not only with Kevin James and Leah Remini, but uh, the legendary Jerry Stiller must have just been a great situation for you. Oh, he was great because he goes way back, uh, especially his history. And I was honored to work with him because those guys, like Jerry, he was famous in the 40s and 50s and 60s. So it is named now, but he's still you know, a kind of character for for the time he's done in the past. I was happy to work with him at the time. Well, you're involved with so much stuff. I know you've got Ferrigno Fit going on, and, and uh, there's all kinds of action on your social media platforms. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Lou. Purge of Kingdoms in theaters now, and we hope to see you here in Las Vegas at some time. You will. Thanks for having me on your show. All right, Lou. Thank you. Bye-bye. There he goes, actor Lou Ferrigno, and that brings us to the end of this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. See you next time. Take the fake show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.